Entertainment expands your horizons, takes you on fantastic adventures, challenges your skills. Independent media never looked so good. Welcome to a new sphere of influence. Our words mean business. Traditional families are honored, and the American flag still flies. Hey, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here. You know, when I go out and about, without without any doubt, without any equivocation whatsoever, one of the main things people always ask about is, hey, Colonel, what are we going to do about elections? I mean, so many people think that there's something baked into it. But what I always try to get people to understand is that, as Tip O'Neill once said, all politics are local. And when it comes to elections, we have to understand that the place where elections, the processes and procedures and everything or, and the execution of elections are done is at the county level. You know, the Democrats, you know, tried to usurp elections under the federal government uh, that failed. Nancy Pelosi was pushing that. I think they called it H.R. 1 back some time ago. And, of course, you know, states can make certain declarations. But even here in the state of Texas, one of the things that, you know, I bumped heads with the governor on. The governor did not have the enumerated power by the Texas state constitution to change election law, to extend early voting from two weeks to three weeks. Doesn't have it. Now, of course, everyone was saying, well, it's COVID and we got all these emergencies. We got no, the, no emergency suspends the rule of law. And as a matter of fact, when not just here in Texas, where we had a governor who changed election law unconstitutionally. And when I brought that up, I mean, I even got called from Ronna McDaniel because I was the chairman of, you know, Republican Party. You can't say that. Why? R&D should not mean anything when it comes to unconstitutional practices, when it comes to our elections. Either we do things the right way or we don't. That, you know, they really did not want me to continue on as the chairman. Because I'm going to call a ball a ball and strike a strike. I don't care about R&D. Because I took a note to the Constitution of the United States of America. And in Georgia, I mean, you think about it. I mean, the Raffensperger or whatever, the Secretary of State that goes into a consent agreement with Stacey Abrams, a, a nobody. Why are you going to a consent agreement with a nobody? I don't care if she's a political activist, blah, blah, blah. You're the secretary of state of the largest landmass state east of the Mississippi River, 159 counties in the state of Georgia. And you're going to go into a consent agreement saying that you don't have to have signature verification on these unsolicited mail-in ballots, which, again, is unconstitutional. You don't have the right to be able to do that, especially when the Supreme Court had just ruled 
in the state of South Carolina that you do have to have signature verification on unsolicited mail-in ballots. In Pennsylvania, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Arizona, we got governors, we got secretary of states, we got judges, we got all these different people at the state level changing election law. They don't have the enumerated power to do so. Last time I checked, you know, Schoolhouse Rock, you know, you know how bill becomes law, who, who has the, you know, makes laws and all this stuff, it's the legislative branch. And again, no emergency suspends the rule of law. No emergency supersedes our three branches of government and their duties and responsibility. If you want to talk about protecting democracy, which is what the left always says, that's part of our democratic process. But we have so many people that just kind of poo-pooed that away. In states where you had majority Republican legislatures, we still let the left punk us out. And then, like I said, Texas here, the governor changing early voting. We know what that means. In Georgia, a, a Republican secretary of state going into a consent agreement with Stacey Abrams. So we're kind of aiding and abetting this whole chicanery as well. But the real power of election integrity here in the United States of America is at the county level. Now, I know everybody's saying, Colonel, you've been smoking something. I, I, I've never smoked a drink in my life, so no, I'm not smoking anything. I just study. If you go back and you look at the 2020 presidential electoral map broken down by county, and you all know where I'm going, you can see all the red counties across the United States of America. Now, if all of these red counties in the United States of America stood up and said that these are the procedures we're going to operate by. We're not going to allow unconstitutional things. And even in a blue state, I mean, if the state passes ballot harvesting, then you figure out how you're going to beat them with ballot harvesting in your county. But the thing is that these, these red counties where you should have a constitutional sheriff. If you don't know what a constitutional sheriff is, then go to the website of the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association of America, CSPOA, and understand what that means. Sheriffs take an oath to support and defend the rule of law, the Constitution. They're not appointed by a city council, a city manager like police chiefs are. They truly do support the rule of law. And if we had all of these red counties on board across the United States of America standing up together, creating an impenetrable phalanx of constitutional actions when it comes to our elections, we'd be in a lot better shape. Look at what happened in Maricopa County in Arizona, the largest voter population county in the state of Arizona. The left came in and they did exactly what they always do. And did it under the noses of Republican state legislature, under the noses of a Republican governor, Republican attorney general. They continue to punk us out. I'm tired of it. If you go back to April of 2020, Eric Holder, who at the time was the chairman of the National Democratic uh, Redistricting Committee, and they really want to flip a lot of state houses to include right here in the state of Texas. He wrote an article that told us exactly what the left was thinking about when it came to the elections in 2020. 
The title of that article was How the Coronavirus Should Permanently Change Elections in the United States of America. So in other words, the left believes, just the same as Rahm Emanuel said, never let a good crisis go to waste. We're going to take this thing, a virus, which, you know, just a really bad virus. We could have controlled it. But we're going to use that to alter election law in the United States of America. And we allowed it to happen. I, I mean, I'm going to be very honest. I mean, President Trump, I don't know if you watch the Steadfast and Law podcast, but if you are watching, you should have been reading Time Magazine. You should have been reading, or someone on your staff should have read what Eric Holder wrote, and you should have gotten on the phone to all Republican governors and, and talked to Republican county commissions and everything and said, we're not going to allow unsolicited mail-in ballots to, to, to occur. Now, what do I mean by unsolicited mail-in ballots? This is where the Democrats said, oh, you know, people can't come out and vote because of coronavirus and we don't want people to get. So we're just going to mail ballots out there all over the place. And I think we now know that a lot of those ballots went out to places that were kind of questionable as far as who lived there, what lived there, whether there was even a valid address. But if we don't get to the point where we understand, and this is where counties come in, you have a strong red county, that county commission should stand up and say, there are only two ways you vote here in County X. You are either there at the polling location. We will make sure that we have the polling. And this is why I think it should be a national holiday so people don't have any excuse. But you can be in person at the polling location or you can apply for an absentee ballot. That's it. And some people were so ignorant that they bought into the thing that unsolicited mail-in ballots, they start to interchange the words with absentee balloting. Completely different. See, absentee ballots, that's a controlled substance. Not substance. That's a controlled entity. That's a controlled item. Because you have to apply on record to get that absentee ballot. And, and you're checked and validated. I should know. I was in the military. I mean, that's why we had voter registration officers and voting officers in the military, because if soldiers want to go, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, Coast Guardsmen deployed, they want to get a ballot, they had to go and their voting officer would make sure everything was squared away. Get their absentee ballot application in. That's how you do it. And then that controlled is mailed back to you. And then you mail it back in. Is validated, verified, everything. But when you start talking about just sending ballots out there and Chris Hollins, who is the appointed election supervisor, election official, whatever in Harris County, this dude has stocked up like a million of these unsolicited mail in ballots. Not to mention he came up with this, uh, you know, drive by balloting thing. He wanted to have 24 hour voting. I mean, what you're going to have, you know, polling locations at Waffle House and, and, and what? Denny's, it's crazy. But this is what the left will do when they take control of counties. So why aren't we doing the exact same thing? Why aren't our county commissions and our supervisor of elections making these standards that are out there? One of the most important standards we need to do is we need to say that we're not going to have unsolicited mail-in ballots in our respective counties. No, not happening, not doing it. In County X, you show up, to a polling location, you know, the state will prescribe, you know, when they're early voting or what have you, as long as it's constitutional. Uh, or you apply for an absentee ballot. That's it. 
That's how we're going to do it. And you got these provisional ballots, all these other things out there, but you got to have the checks and balances system. But the most important thing that our counties need to be doing on top of making sure that they control the means by which there is voting is we got to get voter registration roll review under control. And if you remember, that's one of the things that the Democrats did not want to have happen in the H.R. 1 that Nancy Pelosi was going to put out there. And furthermore, since we just had a United States census, the Democrats were all crazy progressive socialists. Let's just call them food. They are Marxist, socialist, communist, whatever. But one of the things that they did not want to have happen with the census, they didn't want citizens to be counted. Go back and look at all the lawsuits. They just wanted numbers. Folks, people. And so all of a sudden, if you don't think there's a coincidence between Joe Biden winning and now we've got five, six, seven million, you know, probably one and a half to two million. We don't even know who they are, where they are, have come into the United States of America illegally. If you don't think that they're going to somehow get them on a voter registration roll, as a matter of fact, here in the state of Texas, here in the state of Texas, there was a Democrat state house representative who actually said that the little you know, notice to appear slip that they get to come back to court, that that should be used as identification to help illegals get a driver's license. And if you get a driver's license, picture ID, guess what that's going to lead to? This is a grand scheme. I don't care what anyone says. And so we have got to have the voter registration roll reviewed, dead people, the people that have moved out of County X and gone to County Y, they should not still be registered there in County X. They've got to be tracking these things. you got to verify these things. What did Ronald Reagan say? Trust but verify. Because as long as we don't do this, there's this cloud, if you want to put it, an iCloud up there in the ethosphere somewhere of a whole bunch of personalities, names, whatever, that someone is pulling down and plucking them in in various and respective places. That's why so many counties need to make sure that they do not have these voting machines, and they, they need to vet these voting machines, but they should not have these voting machines that are tied into the Internet. They can be hacked into, and some people will say that even if you don't do that, they can still be hacked into. We need to go through all the beta, Charlie, Delta, Echo, Foxtrot testing to make sure that can't happen. When you look at that 2020 electoral map by county, there's a lot of counties out there. They can go to paper ballots, but definitely they need to have some type of paper trail backup system to what is going on so they can come back and review and validate that. And that can be decided at the county level. You don't have to wait for the state, definitely not the federal government, but you can make those decisions where you are in county X, county Y. Progressive socialist leftist counties aren't going to do that because they want to be able to pull names down. But if you start to build a bulwark of where they can pull down names and interject them, where they can only do this where you see these blue counties. And again, refer back to that 2020 electoral map by county. You can see exactly where there's Democrat control. If you look at the, the map there of Texas, you can see exactly where there's Dallas County, where there's Houston Harris County, where there's uh, Travis County, Austin, San Antonio, Bear County, down along South Texas and out in El Paso County. That's it. But the rest of Texas, kind of red. 
So why aren't we passing these things at, at the county level? Let me tell you something that was so frustrating in this last 88th legislative session here in the state of Texas where we got a Republican governor, we got a Republican lieutenant governor, we have a Republican-controlled state house, a Republican-controlled state senate, and I put air quotes over Republican. We could not get a resolution passed in Texas in the 88th legislative session that said only U.S. citizens can vote in the state of Texas. I know some of y'all, your mouth just hit the floor. So let me repeat that again. In the state of Texas, in the 88th legislative session, not only could we not pass legislation that said that China can't buy up land here in the state of Texas, think about that, but we also could not get a resolution passed that would have gone uh, to be voted on by the people as a constitutional amendment later on this year, but a resolution that would have stated that only U.S. citizens can vote in the state of Texas. How insidious, how just mind-boggling is that? So counties, this is what you should do at your county level. If you see that failure at the state level, then all of those red counties that you saw in the state of Texas, all of those red counties you see across the United States of America should pass resolutions, should pass, you know, you know, rules or, or things to say, if you're not a citizen, you don't vote in this, this county. We got to start blocking this stuff. You know, the left always talk about threats to the democracy. The left wants illegals to be able to vote in our elections. That's a threat to democracy. And why don't we say that? Why don't we come out and, and profess that? Why don't we come out and, and really push for that? Because you're not careful, it's going to happen. And don't tell me, ah, Colonel, you're just, you know, being an alarmist or whatever. No, I'm not. Because you know there are places, New York, California, where they're trying to allow illegals to vote in municipal-level elections. If they want them to vote in municipal elections, then they're going to let them vote in county elections Then from or parish down in Louisiana, then from there, they're going to allow them to vote in state, and, and somehow they're going to sneak them in nationally, especially if they can get a picture ID, a driver's license. You talk about stash houses, which comes back to what Eric Holder wanted to do and what uh, Chris Hollins wanted to do down in Houston, Harris County. You got a stash house. You got like 80 and 90 illegals up in there, and you just, boom, just flood the zone with a bunch of unsolicited mail-in ballots. They end up at stash houses. People are screetoing them out, and then people go around and ballot harvest them. Just the same as what we have found in different places. I think most recently in Virginia, you got a, a, a county-level elections uh, officer that's up for, I think, 82 counts of voter fraud. And some of that has to do with going around house by house with ballots, one person, it's happening. And if we don't start looking at the, the indicators and warnings and start looking at how we can block that type of stuff, then we're going to be in trouble. The power's at the county level. And see, why, that's why there's a great organization that has just recently popped up since the 2020 election. It's called County Citizens Defending Freedom. I think Steve Maxwell is the head of this organization. And you want to know why this organization is being effective? Because the left is attacking it. 
There's this secret organization, Citizens Defending Freedom, that we have to stop because they're out there telling Americans at the county level they can defend freedom. See, the left doesn't like it when you peep their hold card. The left doesn't like it when you all of a sudden realize that, as I've said so often, the school board is the most important elected position in the United States of America because they want to indoctrinate your kids. They want to educate your kids. Now, all of a sudden, we got people running for school board. They're pissed off. Now, all of a sudden, if we can have county commissions that are standing up and doing the right thing as far as election processes and procedures, making sure that we don't have unsolicited mail-in ballots, making sure that we are blocking people, uh, illegals, from being to vote, making sure that we have citizens voting, making sure that they're doing voter registration role review, which is not racist. It is not discriminatory. If the left thinks so, then again, that's a real threat to democracy. You don't want to have integrity in our electoral system. So what do you want to have? That's how we got to put people back on their heels, but it starts at that county level. So again, I want you to look at that map the 2020 presidential election electoral map by county. And look at that red. If all of the red on that map came together and they had standardized election execution processes and procedures, you isolate the left. Because I think, you know, what, what did they say that Joe Biden somehow gets 81 million votes, more than Barack Obama, but yet he only won, what, 15 to 18% of the counties in the United States of America? See, that tells you something. See, they're focused. They're focused on those critical major population counties, but they're also making sure that they can keep at bay strong red counties. Now, I can tell you, if all of a sudden you were to go out there, citizens in these respective counties, if you were to go out there and go to the website of County Citizens Defending Freedom, CCDF, CDF, and you start to talk about these things, if you start to get your county commissions activated, engaged, and involved, and they start to pass these type of resolutions for their county, oh, the left's going to be unhappy. But they can't go out there and try to implement lawsuits in, what, 2,574 counties that they don't have control over. And that's where your county DA comes in. See, it's time that we start to realize the power that we have. Instead of allowing the left to dictate the narrative, to always be on offense, we've got to put them on their heels. And when it comes to election integrity, this is one of the most important places. So my challenge to all of you watching the Steadfast and Loyal podcast, and hopefully you'll like this monologue and you share it with others, get engaged at your county level. Find out who your sheriff is. Every single day at the end of a, a voting day, some sheriff's deputy needs to be in charge of eyeballing and security when it comes to ballots. If someone wants to come in, you log them in. Or they have a list of the people that can come in. I actually say nobody should be allowed to come in after hours, like we saw in Georgia, 
Well, they do fake a, 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 a fire or something like that, told everyone they had to leave. Next thing you know, they're pulling ballots out from underneath the table. No. In Georgia. We got to get serious about this, like two dogs fighting. Because if we don't restore integrity into our electoral system, if we don't stand up and understand the goals and objectives of the left, like I said, look at the article, Time Magazine article that Eric Holder wrote in April of 2020. They said exactly what they wanted to do, how coronavirus should permanently change elections in the United States of America. I mean, if your enemy is telling you what they want to do and you don't pay attention to it, what they say, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Well, I think we're up to about fool me 12 times. And if we can't get the right type of leadership that understands this and sees this, then they got to go. Every single those, one of those red counties needs to be on board with an election integrity battle strategy. And don't sit around here, you leftists that watch the Step Fast and Law podcast and say, oh, you know, you guys can't get together and do this. Well, why is it that we have blue states out there with the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact? Which, again, is you guys undermining our democracy because... The National Popular Vote Interstate Compact is all about undermining the Electoral College, silencing voices when it comes to national level elections. So I'm sick and tired of us having these self-imposed constraining you know, rules of engagement. Let's fight back. And the way that we fight back is at the county level. Steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down Entertainment expands your horizons, takes you on fantastic adventures, challenges your skills. Independent media never looks so good. Welcome to a new sphere of influence. Our words mean business. Traditional families are honored and the American flag still flies.